everybody. Welcome to the 69th episode of the Have a Little Hubble Travel podcast. I am your co-host, uh, Kevin Allen, with me as always. Catherine Toth Boxer with Hawaii Magazine. Also, your cat is just killing me. She's yeah. She's just sitting behind you. You know what? She always, she never gets in the way. Like, she's never in this area until I have something where a camera's on me. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> she's just got to be around. Uh, if you're listening to this on audio, none of this is going to make sense. But there's a cat. My cat's behind me. She, she is, she loves to intrude. But um cat uh yes you cat not that cat uh do you want to do a quick shout out to our sponsors today sure um this episode is brought to you by scp hilo hotel which is a new hotel in hilo right in the heart of hilo actually uh what's cool about this hotel i think is it really has an emphasis on local culture and locally sourced goods so even their guest rooms um they're very minimal but they use a lot of sustainable and regionally sourced materials, which I think is pretty cool. So um, they definitely have a sustainable vibe and they, 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 it, and it, you can see it as soon as you walk into the hotel. So SCP Hilo Hotel, thank you for supporting our podcast. We appreciate it. If you're interested, scphotel.com backslash Hilo. Yeah, I, I was, I feel like when I'm staying at hotels, I tend to prefer like more minimally designed rooms just because I feel oh, like yeah, me too. a hotel room in general is not going to be huge. So it's like, you know, sometimes you have one where there's like a lot going on. There's like an ottoman, there's like tables, mm-hmm. and big TV. And then all of a sudden you really don't really have that much room to like move. <laughs> so True. yeah, that's definitely. Well, I wonder if they have robes. We should find out. <laughs> we should find out. And then if we, if they do, we'll put that into, that'll be our sellers. Kat and I, we have a thing. Right. If we like robes. Like good robes. We do like the good robes. Uh, I don't have a segue, so I'm just going to get right into it. Uh, we have a couple of things to talk about today on the podcast. Like uh, my shirt. Like our. <laughs> quick, I'm going to take down the veil for a second. We have to re. We had to re-record this for reasons I'm not going to get into right now. <laughs> but we talked about our shirts. They're great shirts. Cat, let me guess where you got your shirt from. Is it from Fighting Eel? Oh yeah! Wow, you're so wow, crazy. Um... Yeah, so amazing smart. how you can your your skill of deduction is just I, mind blowing. I know a lot of shirt. Um, I mean, it's a Palhana shirt. It's very cute. It's salmon, which is a great color, you know. And you were talking <laughs> about this earlier. Uh, you had a townie shirt. Um, I did that people love. I, yeah, so I wore this townie shirt when I was um, in Hilo yesterday. So this would be like last week. They don't even have townies this. in Hilo. No, I get. I I, th- I feel like it's an Oahu thing to call somebody a, a townie. I don't know if they do it because right. we're the only town, I guess. Right? I don't know. People anyway, would say that. I wore this shirt. It said townie. A lot of people asked about it, so we did a whole Ask Hawaii. Check out our Instagram at Hawaii Magazine. I explain where I got this shirt from. So Fighting Eel is a Honolulu boutique. Um, they're you know two local designers, and they come up with a all these like really cute local phrases on t-shirts. So they have this one, Palhana, they have Townie. Um, yeah, it's, uh, I don't know. This is like really good for Friday. It's Friday, man. It's fun if you wear them, especially like locally, because I feel like these are, those are phrases people will know. Like, yeah. and I feel like uh, I have a all of swim team shirt. Oh, you know, I'm going to buy that shirt for uh, Christmas. It's, it's so good. It's a good shirt. And I every time I wear it, the Alawai is known for being kind of a, a skanky river. Yeah, it's a canal. It's, it's a canal. disgusting. It's yeah, a little it's not gross. A river. 
And then it's uh, Skeleton Man swimming there. And I always, every time I wear it out, someone will talk to me about it. Yeah, it's great. It's a great, it's such a great shirt. And it's my from, favorite shirt of yours. And I like oh, wow. none other. <laughs> it's from uh, Claymore Mines, uh, which is a local design, t-shirt design company. If you want to check them out, uh, they're pretty rad. Okay, cool. So let's get into the episode. We have a couple of things we want to talk about today. Um, first, okay. Well, we're not going to talk about it first, but one of the things we're going to talk about, if you listen later into the episode, uh, is Halloween, Halloween and Hawaii. Um, obviously, Halloween under still kind of COVID going on. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, a lot of events that um, normally happen during normal years still aren't happening. Um, but there are more events than last year. Um, there are more things going on. Trick-or-treating was given the green light here in Hawaii. Um, so trick or, like traditional trick-or-treating, door-to-door kind of trick-or-treating. Um, is okay uh, to do, um, but there's still a lot of drive-through events, so we'll definitely talk a little bit about that. But um, kind of the first thing we wanted to touch on, um, because it is so fresh and so new, is that Cat uh, went to Maui, uh, and I you sure got that did. like yesterday. Uh, I so did. Kat, what's happening? What was going on? Well, I, you know, it's uh, I spent 24 hours in Maui. I went with a bunch of, of like literally 24 hours. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, literally like one day. So I flew on Mokulele, which I know you love. I love you, you don't like Mokulele because you're oh, so scared. Okay. I love Mokulele, like the check-in because there isn't one. No, <laughs> like you just, just get on the plane. Yeah, I don't even know if they checked my ID, to be honest. Anyway, there's no like TSA line. There's nothing. You just like show up and then you, you get on. You park your like, car right in the parking lot right there. Yeah, it was crazy. So I've never flown. Have I ever flown to Kapalua? I don't think so. We we flew directly oh, you, into Kapalua. You flew into Kapalua. That's cool. I did. Because normally yeah, so, you fly into Kahului on Maui. Correct. So because we were staying at the Kaanapali Beach Resort, which is up right north of Lahaina. So right. in that Kapalua area, I think when we got, I think when we arrived, it was only like a 10 minute drive. Whereas if we flew into Kahului, it would have been like, I don't know, 45 minutes or an hour, yeah. depending it's on the a, traffic. It's a long drive. That's like almost, yeah. as, that's not as far away as you can get, but Kahului is in the center of Maui and, you know, Kaanapali is kind of way up North-ish. northwest-ish. Right. Wow. Yeah, so how so, was, how was uh, Mokulele? I mean, it's it's a small plane. It's, you know, it's like a charter, like it it looks just like a prop, like charter plane. You yeah, know, it's like eight people. And like, right. they ask for your weight. Like whenever an airline asks for your weight, like you just know, right? There's a limit that it can't go over for very yeah. serious reasons, right? So it was um the the nice thing about Mokulele, which you know, is one you fly low, so if right. you want to take photos or videos of you know the islands, it's like the the best, and their windows are nice and clean, and I'm yeah, sure you awesome. can roll them down and stick your head out the window. It feels probably, like that, probably good. Open the door a little bit. You know, let the breeze in. So that's great. So the check-in is awesome, right? Um, Or the lack of check-in is awesome. Then you fly low. It's just that it takes a little bit longer to get to your destination. Right. Um, right. That's one. And then, you know, if you're not really feeling particularly safe on a plane. Yeah. If you're not comfortable, like if you're already scared of flying, Mokulele is beautiful, but it, it is, you are just in a very small plane. Um, and you feel everything too. I noticed with Mokulele. Oh yeah. Every chatter of the plane because it's so small and so light. I mean, we actually mm-hmm. when I was flying back from, gosh, Big Island one time. No, maybe not Big On Island. On Mokulele. It was one of the islands. I forget. How long did that take? Like but four you, hours? <laughs> oh no, sorry. It wasn't. It wasn't. Yeah, that's right. If you go Mokulele, Big Island, it takes a long time. It, I think yeah. it was here, Maui. 
it was one of the ones that was a short ride, but we flew through um, like a rainstorm, like kind of like a lot of clouds and all that, you know, all that fun stuff. Oh my God. And, oh yeah. It, I was getting some real turbulence, but I liked it. I mean, I was pretty stoked. And the cool thing about Mokalele too, did you have a lot of people on your flight cap? It was full. We had a full oh, flight. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. When I was using Mokalele, sometimes I would be the only one on the plane. <laughs> oh it was just, it would just be me and the pilots and the pilots <laughs> fun too. Cause it's just like, card not cardboard but um plywood like up to you know uh create like a barrier between the pilots and the and the passengers we didn't have that oh really they were just oh, wow. yeah you were just watching them like the whole just time watching them fly that's pretty mm-hmm. cool. yeah well, and they're so young like these pilots seem so young it's like it's like you piloting a plane i'd be like oh hell no you know it's how they get their chops it's how they get started maybe i don't want a student flyer anyway no but they're super competent very nice but you like the student driver sticker on the yeah, right on the plane the, the guy did take a sharp left like oh really <laughs> yeah and um i mean like we all like leaned and i was like holy like we are, <laughs> this is it man this yeah. is it I'm done. yeah but no it was fine it was fine I remember one time, this is my last tangent about Mokulele, but one time we got, we landed and um, there was like an undercarriage for the uh, storage and stuff. Oh, um, no. And <gasps> someone, had, no, someone just brought a cat. I mean, the cat was fine, but. They on just, Mokulele? Yeah, they just brought a cat. And I was like, is that okay? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. Like, was that cat like approved to fly? Like, it wasn't a carrier, <laughs> I guess. So, I mean. It didn't like sneak on the plane or something, but yeah, I could hear like a meowing and then, yeah, they landed and there was a cat there. I was like, okay, cool. I used to bring my little uh, surfboard with me because you could uh, check it in. It was like a big boogie board kind of thing. They're like so much more chill with just like, yeah, is it not too heavy? All right, cool. Take it on. Yeah. We brought a bunch of fishing gear once to to Molokai on Mokulele. Yeah. It's there, there. Yeah. There's. I've never had a bad experience, really. Actually, on Mokulele, it's more in my head right. like, yeah. about it. But yeah. but actually, I have a, always have a great experience. I mean, I prefer to island hop, yeah, with, with Mokulele. I think they're pretty rad. Um, but tell me, uh, getting back on topic, uh, tell me how Maui was. What's going on? Oh, it you know, it, it actually was super beautiful weather because it's been kind of raining a little bit. Little um, bit. And I mean, I was on the leeward side. Like Lahaina, I feel like is always pretty bright and sunny anyway. Yeah. But um, we we went to stay at the Kaanapali Beach Hotel, which mm. is known for being like the most Hawaiian hotel or the most hospitable hotel. And it's interesting. I you know they have really revamped their rooms. Um, we oh, stayed really? in the in a renovated. Yeah, it was nice. Oh wow. Um, no robes though. I need to. I should have put that in like the guest suggestion box. Chucks. Right. In anyway. Um. Yeah. Right. And, and so we did that. Um, we stayed there and that was really fun, but they have like all these different programs that I never knew about that I thought was kind of interesting. So I, we did a culture activity with a woman who had is like a 21 year veteran on the Hokulea as a navigator. Wow. And she's also a former DOE science teacher. So she went over the nav, the star navigational compass with us oh, that's, cool. that's how uh, super like, interesting. would yes. uh, navigate they'd use the stars and right. they had their own compass system based around it's the stars fascinating i mean i had i've seen the compass before and i just didn't really i'm like north south east west got it but yeah. like there's so many different um factors that go into the creation of this um, star compass and then also how it's used and the meanings behind the word choice it, it was it was fascinating. So we did that. 
Um, what they do every morning, I think it's like eight, nine, 10 and 11 is they have something called a lay ceremony. I and remember I that. Was, yeah. Did you go to that? Uh, oh I, I didn't attend it, but I saw it happen. Oh, like, I, I thought that was so it. interesting. Yeah. So it's when um, it's like, if you're going to check out that day or the next day, they invite you to this lay ceremony where they give right. you a queen at lay essentially is what it and is. They do like but an actual little ceremony too. There's a full ceremony. So it's COVID. So it was a little like, oh, right. yeah. mm. but um, so they talk about the kukuina. I guess there's a tree that was planted on the property, a kukui tree um, that's significant to all of why they do what they do. And they talk about the queen out and its properties and, you know, whatever. And then um, they hand you the lay and you have to give it to someone else because you can't give yourself a lay. Oh, so, yeah. So I guess maybe it's a COVID thing. Like they didn't give it to us, but we gave it to each other in our party, I guess. Oh. And it was it, I didn't know this. So if you're if you are a returning guest, you let them know you bring your lay with you and they um, will give you a they'll string it a white kukui nut for that stay. So you you would see these people walking around with their kukui nut lays. And if they had like four white, oh, that's nut, cool. it's the it's their fourth stay. So oh, there was wow. a woman that basically her whole like string of kukui nuts was white. And oh, um, yeah, and she, she obviously was a return visitor, but they go around and they'll say, oh, does anybody have something to share? We'll take like a few, like, you know, four or five of you. And it was interesting. A lot of people, this was their first time to Maui um, and they loved the hotel because they just felt so welcomed. And I will say the people at the Kaanapali Beach Resort are super friendly and nice and welcoming. They were. I mean, right. not just because we're local. I mean, you could just see how they interacted with other guests. And um, that was and they and they love this ceremony. So I thought that was they I think they went out of they go out of their way to make their guests feel special. Right. And that was nice. Um, so that was cool. And one of the things that we came for specifically was a new restaurant that opened uh, at the Kanapali Beach Hotel. It's called Hui Hui okay. Restaurant. And it um, it has a navigational theme throughout. So there's like there's like even a Hokulea video that's on loop that you can watch. But all the design work um, down to the the seats and everything is is some somehow in, influenced or inspired by uh, navigation in Hawaii. So that was cool. Um, anyway, how was the it, food? Yeah, I'm gonna get into. Oh, the food was so good. Yeah, it's it's oceanfront. It's right on the water, right on the beach, and the whole place is open air. So and there's not a bad seat in the house. And the chef there, Tom Muramoto, who is a, he's from Oahu. Actually, he's a big surfer. You should look him up. Right. He was on a Cheerios box in Australia. Yeah. That's and he's cool. a Kiwalos guy. He's a Kiwalos guy. Oh, no way. Guy. I might yeah. know this guy. That's a cool claim. No, no, no. He, he moved to Maui like 30 years ago, but Tom oh, Muramoto, you should look him up. Anyway, he's a head chef there and he's kind of come up with this really interesting menu that blends like real local food and like kind of modern cuisine, but like in a way that local. I've never, huh? Like how local, like Hawaiian, like Hawaiian food local or like. Well, okay. Culture? So there is, there, there is, well, like, you know, like spare ribs or like venison right. poke or right. pepe ao and pork dumplings. Like it's like using oh, okay. local, you know what I mean? Like it's, I don't know how to explain it. Um, They did have this one, di one entree that was like so awesome. It was, um, it's called the chef's, the chef's lao lao 
or I'm sorry, was it the chef's Lala or the chef's Luau? Anyway, it was a, it was like, you went to a lot. There was like this uh, pork and fish Lau and then there was sweet potato. There was poi. There was like all the makings wow. of a, like a Hawaiian plate, but not the kind of plate you would get at a Luau. It was like what you would get at like, you know, your, your uncle's house <laughs> or right. something. Right. And it was, yeah, I was impressed there. The Hawaiian food was excellent. Oh, wow. Um, and it's new. You said the restaurant is this a part yeah, of that. So it just it just opened this summer. Oh, OK. Oh, wow. Yeah. Man. Oh, man. They had this venison poke that was I guess they work with um, a group that will like harvest invasive. So deer is is invasive in, in Hawaii. They're actually a problem. Yeah, especially and in like so, Lanai and stuff. They're like almost. Yes. Lanai, yeah. Lanai is a, yeah, Lanai, Moloka'i, I mean, uh, even parts of the Big Island and, and Maui. So this um, this group, I think we, we've written about Maui venison, right? Maui Nui venison. Oh, right, yeah. So these guys will harvest um, Moloka'i deer. And, you know, anyway, he serves it as venison poke. So he was saying a lot of mainland, you know, diners will come in and they're very hesitant to eat venison because venison is known to be real gamey. But oh. the way that local people prepare it they marinate it for a long time and they usually smoke it for a long time so this venison was like so tender and then he makes this like chili pepper water yeah oh. i don't normally use chili pepper water right. and i literally poured it on every dish I, we drank it he converted you to chili pepper water i know but uh, you I drank had, it no way you drank it we drank it actually we poured some vodka in it and drank it but yes we drank wow. it that sounds like a good time and you were rolling with quite the foodie crew you had um yes you, you're telling me you had uh, Martha, Martha mm -hmm. Chang. Why do you Melissa always say that? Melissa Chang. Why you do you know, always mix of, the two? They're so I, different. I think of Martha Stewart for some reason. I, I just don't know why. It's like food personalities just get confused in my head a lot. Oh you're with God. Melissa Chang. Melissa who Chang, who's a friend of the podcast. Yeah. Uh, Kelly Sharoma, who's also been on our podcast, another yeah. foodie. We had another guy there, um, Sean Morris, who is does PR for um, restaurants and mostly with the Japanese market. And then Jem Nishimura, who runs Hawaii Mom Blog. And she also okay. is um, one of the co-founders of Na'au, which I wrote about too, which is a, a pop-up restaurant on the big island. And that guy, Brian Hirata, he is a culinary instructor at the local community college, but is also a chef. And oh, he, wow. I mean, he'll go and like, forage for ingredients for his pop-ups and and they're they're always sold out so oh, yeah right. it was definitely yeah. a food-centric group and yes. i guess for like people who maybe are i don't want to say skeptical but haven't tried like a lot of really traditional hawaiian food i mean is there are there like accessible items there for people who maybe are like a little more hesitant about or do you think you should just go, kind of go all in and and try maybe you mean, you've never you had at, at hui hui restaurant at hui hui sorry yeah oh yeah yeah they have salt and pepper wings which is a take on um salt and pepper chicken in hawaii is kind of a big thing like at food land and whatever so yeah. he has that um they have uh like steamed lobster dumplings i mean things okay. that are approachable right, as far right, as the right. entrees there's a lot of fish but there's also a lot of steak which people oh. are i mean and you can get like a half chicken um okay. there's there's a bunch of pasta options. So yeah, it's it's definitely not a restaurant. I mean, you'll find something you can eat at these rest at this restaurant, but right. there's also some really inventive like local dishes that I feel like you should try while you're here. And I yeah, thought definitely. the prices were pretty good too. Oh really? How much yeah. how much was it for like a like an entree? 
Well, like a Hawaiian plate, I'm going to be honest with you, like Hawaiian food here is so expensive. It's super expensive. It is. But yeah. for this really beautiful plate of food that had everything you could want, like the lao lao, right? The lomi salmon, everything. It was 28 bucks. Cool. Look at that. It's super reasonable for yeah. like a fancy restaurant experience. Right. If you, you buy all that at like Helena's or like what yeah. Toy Factory, you'll probably spend about 20, about the 20 same. to $30. Yeah, yeah for sure. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. What, what else did you guys, did you guys get up to anything else that, that so was, you guys get taken out or? We, well, we kind of like borrowed someone's car and then just, okay. um, you know, we've written about um, Kuiya Estate, Maui Kuiya Estate chocolate in our, um, on our website. We can right. put the link in our, um, in the sure. show notes, but they opened up a tasting room. And so it's about 10 minutes away from Kaanapali Beach Resort. It's it's in it's like right above Lahaina proper, like the, everyone knows Front Street. It's about, it's a few minutes like Malka of that, that they okay. opened a tasting room. And I didn't know this, but it's their production factory is the largest in the state. Even though we do have other chocolate makers, it's 9,000 square feet. It's huge. Oh, wow. And above that, they have 20 acres of former pineapple land that they've converted to like a cacao farm. So they're growing wow. their own cacao on Maui. Um, and they're also using cacao from Ecuador and places in the Amazon. Wow. Um, it, the chocolate's hand-tempered. This is the box. So it's kind of like if you are, if you are like, not I don't want to say chocolate snobs, but like super aficionados of chocolate. This is, I mean, the guy who runs it is like he's like kind of a science he's kind of a geek about chocolate um like a lot of people who get way into growing chocolate are kind of geeks about it yeah they're yeah. super into it um there's these oh, small wow. little blocks that but it's interesting because when you if you ever take an, a virtual tasting which you can do wherever you don't have to be on Maui to do it you can do a virtual tasting and they walk you through the whole process of even like just eating the chocolate is like it's a this, different it's not yeah. like you have a Hershey's bar that you bought no. at 11. It's like you're kind of taking your time with it. Exactly. Although I do love Hershey bars. I was, um, yeah, I was going to say, I feel like if I got really fancy chocolate like that, I would just like chomp it down. I know. That's why we don't give you chocolate. But they have calamansi. Oh, wow. um, they use a lot of local fruits like guava. Mango is another one. Um, blood orange. There's a lemongrass one, which I think is so interesting. It's kind of. Oh, a, that's cool. So they kind of like infuse, infuse those with the chocolates. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. So that's cool. And then, um, oh, and then they have, oh my God, they had, um, they do, they do desserts with their chocolate. So like, oh really? Like yeah. you can get them there at the, uh -huh. at the tasting like brownies, room. not, not your kind of brownies, but just chocolate brownies. Um, <laughs> I don't know. It's Maui. Maui, Maui. Anyways. But they had milkshakes. Can I just say using their oh, chocolate? Really? Oh, how was that? Oh, good. You've got a bit of a sweet tooth. You, you like you like sweets, cat. How how was the uh, the brownies? Did you try the brownies out? I did. So we um we got the brownies a la mode with salted caramel ice cream. They also made that. Oh it's dang! Like, so we did this like literally two no literally was it only two hours? Yes, it was two hours before dinner. Like we oh dang! <laughs> you guys are kept playing dangerous. It was bad. You're not supposed was, to eat before. You're not supposed to eat dessert before dinner. I That's literally and I like. Breathe. I seriously was at dinner and I was like, I can't. I couldn't breathe anyway. And then we went to. Oh my god! I'll just say the last thing we did because this okay. is getting ridiculous. 
We went to Maui Specialty Chocolates. Have you ever been there? Yeah, we went to a different chocolate place. Yeah. <laughs> you were traveling. No, no, no. It's a mochi place, actually. It's oh, called my Maui bad. Specialty. I'm sorry. <laughs> but they're known for their mochi. Like, you have to call in advance and, like, have it reserved for you. But Oh, really? They have, yeah, they have this dark chocolate truffle mochi. Oh, dang. That, that all sounds delicious. They have one that's filled with peanut butter also but their mochi is like so soft oh wow and it's so yummy that looks good are you gonna eat one on camera uh, look oh, that. wow. that's like chocolate ganache that's like pure chocolate man you brought you brought home some goodies kai's i bet kai's pretty happy he doesn't actually know oh no <laughs> keeping a secret yeah i'm not gonna tell them that i've never seen my mochi again ever anyway well, that sounds like a fun trip. It sounds like you just ate a lot. You just, Dude, I have to stop eating. It's so bad. That's what happens when you hang out with, with the foodies, the, the foodie group over there. It's so, and then Halloween is coming up. Yeah. Well, I'm just going to eat more. I was going to say, we'll step right into that. But yeah, Halloween's coming up. So um, yeah, expect to, I guess, eat more candy. Uh, <laughs> maybe of a different quality, but it's it's still candy. I haven't gone, I've, I haven't trick-or-treated in so long. I mean, I, Dude, I whole, hope you haven't gone trick-or-treating recently. That's just obviously I, mean, I have not. But it's like, I don't know. I feel like you get kind of screwed over as like a middle adult because you can't like you don't have kids that you can go trick-or-treating with. Like I don't have a child that I can like and then go trick-or-treat with them and then take their candy. You but can not, just buy your own candy. Like I'm that's not gonna do that. <laughs> but that doesn't make sense, Kevin. I want you someone can- else to give me their candy. I don't want to buy my own. Also, Kevin, you don't eat candy, so I don't know what the I don't know why you're complaining. I'll eat candy on Halloween. Um, really? Yeah, it's the one night. It's like the one day that I. You do. can drive to my house and trick or treat here, and I'll give you. I'll throw the candy. At you. Okay, that's the only place I'll feel like not a fool. Um, but yeah, there there are places to trick or treat. Um, again, we we said earlier in the episode, trick or treating was given a green light um, by state officials. Hey. So it's like, cool. Like, are you going to go trick-or-treating cat? Like, what is your game? Well, I, all this time I was kind of thinking like, oh, there'll be no trick-or-treating. No, No, it's a costume thing. When you get to Mm us, like when you have kids and before, like, so my son is, he's going to be five next month. And up until this point, I could pretty much dress him in whatever because he didn't have a say in it. And now he has like these oh. opinions about his costume. Now he has opinions about Yeah. Him. So he wanted to be at one point like a real transformer and that I would make his costume and it would actually transform into something. Oh, wow. like, no, I don't have like an engineering degree or like spare Ask time. Him for a no. While. Yeah. Are you guys so, gonna trick-or-treat around your neighborhood or well? So our neighborhood, I went to Manoa the other day just I mean, I was just driving around Manila and there's so many houses that are decked in Halloween oh, yeah. uh, decoration. Oh my God. Yeah, so we ran around like, Manila oh. a couple of days ago and they, yeah. well, there's also houses with Christmas stuff up though already too. Oh. It's like a weird duality of like, this guy's got Halloween, but then like a couple of houses down, you guys got a guy with the Christmas lights on too. Oh, that's yeah, strange. strange. Well, anyways, I was thinking about going there because that looked like it was going to be fun, but our neighborhood is actually pretty lively. Like before pre-COVID, um, there you would see buses. I mean, literally buses. Oh, really? Parked at the park. Yeah. And then they would walk over to a neighborhood that's kind of further north of us. I oh, mean, I we can walk there, right. but it it became like a destination uh, for hall and a lot of uh, like the mo- there was one year 
when Frozen was big that like every mom was dressed like sexy Elsa. And I was like, oh, this really? is weird. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, you know, yeah. ah, what are you going to do? It's Halloween. Yeah. I grew up in a neighborhood that was pretty much the only neighborhood. I mean, it wasn't the only neighborhood around, but up on the country, there's like not a lot of like real big clusters of houses, but I actually like grew up in kind of a neighborhood like that. Mm-hmm. It was pretty much the only one between like Pupake and Wailua, which is like a pretty far span. So we had a ton of kids, like thousands of kids in our neighborhood every Halloween. Like our street, like you couldn't even drive down the street. 100% you could not. That's so crazy though. I feel really bad for neighborhoods that get inundated with people that are not in their neighborhoods because they're spending a lot of money on candy and yeah. you know what I mean? And I know like if you run out, people get mad and it's like, right. shit, you're, it's free. Right. <laughs> like, my parents my parents would kind of like almost get upset about it because yeah, they had to buy so much candy and they yeah. wouldn't get through the night. Like, you know, they'd be out by like eight, you know, it, it's, yeah. it, it's pretty crazy up in my hood. But uh, if you are on Oahu, I mean, we have a, an article up on Hawaii Magazine dot com right now um, about kind of like places to go um, for Halloween events. Again, there are a couple. One I kind of wanted to point out um, was that they are doing the haunted plantation again this year. Yeah. Um, so for people Have who you ever know, done it? I've done the haunted plantation one time and it scared the heck out of me. It's a it's haunted spooky. house yeah. and it's more than a haunted house. I mean, they really the people who put up who set up the haunted plantation. I mean, they really they really do a lot of work. Like they hire you know they hire people to do like. Act, not like act. actors and yeah but like, like they kind of are actors um they right. do like open casting calls for that kind of stuff and mm-hmm. i mean i think the the one time i did it there was like a small little boat ride like there was like a little ferry that we went down a stream that was kind of cool um you know obviously this year will be pared down a little bit just because again um you know covid is still kind of around um so for this you have to reserve your tickets online prior to attending there will be like no walk-ins at all and you have to have proof of vaccination before entry so they they're taking it pretty seriously, but if you can get a ticket I, and you're on Oahu, I, I really recommend going to the Haunted Plantation. Uh, that's a ton of fun. Um, I know, Kat, you know all about the pumpkin patches, or you know that oh, about a couple pumpkin patches. Oh, yeah. So, this year? Waimanalo Country Farms on Oahu is, um, you know, reservation only. It's like a drive through pumpkin patch, super fun. Um, and then Aloon Farms, which is known for their pumpkin patches, is not doing one this year, but they're doing a drive through like pumpkin you can pick up a pumpkin okay um, mari's gardens in milani is doing um, a no reservation needed kind of pumpkin patch situation um out there and then kula country farms on maui has always done some kind of you know fall pumpkin right. patch harvest festival whatever and they're doing it this year as well so that's that's super fun for kids. I mean, a lot of it is really photo ops, to be honest. Um, for sure. But you can also pick up your pumpkin there too, which is nice. Yeah. And Aloon and um, Kula Country Farms grow their own pumpkins. So you're oh, getting cool. like, yeah, so you're getting local pumpkins. Did you care about this ghost bus, bus Hawaii thing? It just came, I don't know if we didn't write about it. So I guess JTB Hawaii, which is that Japanese, um, what is it called? Like a Japanese tour company. Right. Yeah. They're doing something called Ghost Bus Hawaii for the first time here. And it starts um this week, October 29th. And it's a bus that's parked at Ohua Avenue on the corner of Ohua and uh Kuhio in Waikiki. And it's supposed to be like a haunted house in this huh. bus. Okay. Oh, isn't that crazy? And the bus is gonna drive around. So I guess it's yeah. gonna be at other locations, right. but because that's kind of cool. I like that. 
Well, it's an obake bus. So I think, I don't know. It might be pretty, it's from Japan. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, I don't know. People are getting yeah. pretty creative, um, yeah. you know, with how, they're, with how they're tackling things. Yeah, I know. Um, just to kind of touch on a couple more pumpkin patches, uh, there's going to be a free pumpkin patch um, at the Kapolei Commons on Oahu. That's on the That's west right. side. Um, you know, it's not like a farm or anything. Um, it'll be at Kapolei Commons. Um, but that is, um, the pumpkins are until pretty much until supplies last. And I mean, I, I was looking at, you can reserve a ticket online or you can try to walk in, but the tickets are already sold out. So it's pretty oh. tough for that one. And then if you're on the Big Island, Big Island, I just like the name of this one. It's a haunted Holo Holoween at pa Pawnee Ranch. Um, and that's pretty cool. I mean, it's a huge ranch and they, they have a drive-through section as well, like a drive-through trick-or-treating section. But then you can also, yeah, again, do photo ops. You know, that's kind of the fun thing about it. You do photo ops, you take your kid. Mm -hmm your family do all that kind of stuff um yep. and yeah there are just going to be a ton of you know drive-through trick-or-treating stuff as well um but if you do want kind of like a more i know like mall trick-or-treating is a thing for uh townies <laughs> oh yeah townies i, I oh, never i never safe. knew about that like going to the mall for trick-or-treating yeah i mean it's safe it's enclosed there's right. air conditioning there's usually parking it you makes sense to me. after yeah. yeah and you bring business I mean, to the mall yeah no it definitely makes sense but for like again kid growing up in the country there wasn't even a mall near me so I was like True. this was weird to me but um over in Waikiki on Oahu again if you're staying in Waikiki on Oahu and you want to do something I don't know how crazy the strip is going to be this year that'll that'll be interesting to see um because that's normally a thing the Waikiki strip people yeah. really tend to mob it but um at the international marketplace um they'll be doing a couple of different things they'll they actually have a virtual uh keiki contu con <laughs> Words are hard. The virtual keiki costume contest. Oh yeah, um, and that's running from October 29 to October 31st. Uh, you can see how to enter on our website. Uh, I'll put again. I'll put this article in the show notes. Um, but that's pretty fun if you got a good if you got a good um, costume for your kid. But then they're also doing a trick or treating thing. <laughs> Am I that bored right now? You got it. Am I talking too much? You got an emoji. Uh, they're also doing a trick or treating thing on Halloween. Look for the stores with the balloons. Those are the ones that are participating. Um, how's that? How's that mochi? Is it as good as it looks? Because it looks really freaking good. It's good, man. So it's got truffle in there, like a truffle sauce or a truffle oil. No, 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 not mushroom truffle, like um, like a know. chocolate truffle. What's a chocolate like truffle? This... I don't know. I don't know my truffles. I only know mushroom truffle. No, just like truffle, like a dessert, like a mold, like a melted dark chocolate. I don't think I've ever had a truffle. Mm. So that'll, that'll be something I'd share with you if we were in the office, but we're not. So maybe we will be one day. Uh, okay. You guys, anyways, um, Kat, do we have anything to call out uh, right at the end here? Do we have any content? Thanks to SCP Hilo hotel That's for supporting us. And, um, if you're ever going to make a trip to the big Island, especially if you want to see the volcano, they're oh, yeah. so close to the volcano. Right, right, right. Yeah. And I think um, that's still got a bit of a glow going from the lava lake. I mean, I think, I think it's still producing, um, you know, that oh, last, wow. the last episode we had with Jessica Farrakane was super interesting. If you want to like know how to go check out the volcano and especially the lava lake, but then also not run into a bunch of people and like big crowds, because apparently it is getting pretty packed. Did you hear about the Nene goose? No. That, what did it make? The like, two Hawaii volcanoes national park are like running them over. Oh my God. It's well, terrifying. Anymore, so I guess it's just like, they're all over the place. No, I'm kidding. Uh, Kevin, humans are not in danger either, and you shouldn't run them over. But anyway, if you are heading to Hawaii Volcanoes National Park and you stay at SCP Hotel, 
um, Hilo, please be mindful of the Nene Goose. Watch out for that. They have all those signs too, that the Nene Goose crossing signs. Dude, people are like running them over. <laughs> they're sacred birds. They're that's like our sad. state bird. Yeah, no, they're, they're a state bird. That is not, don't run the Nene Goose over. I mean, obviously, I'm laughing at how preposterous that is. I know. Um, anyways, yeah. So if you want to learn more about that, check that out. Again, thank you, SCP Hilo, um, for sponsoring the podcast. And thank you all so much for listening. Please be sure to like, subscribe, comment, um, do all the things um, on our iTunes or Spotify or wherever you're listening it to, uh, listening to it from. I've been talking too much. I can't even form my sentences anymore. Um, but thank you guys all so much for listening. And yeah, we hope you have a very good and safe Halloween. Yep. Um, Happy Halloween. Again, happy Halloween. And uh, yeah, we'll see you guys in two weeks. Okay. Mahalo. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.